Well, welcome back to another episode of Bite Sized Virtue. This is episode four, yes, four of season four. And once again, we are talking, well, we're going to be talking about the virtue of honor. But uh, once again, I'm going to start with, you know, this whole. So, in a way, I suppose the topic today was inspired by Linguistic Dragon. Um, really have to give him some credit for it because he made an observation while we were talking in the Ultimate Dragons Discord chat. So, as has been discussed, it's Lent. Obviously, being Catholic myself, I've, you know, taken on uh, some... One of the terms for them is is penances. And that's not, I mean, it's not the only term for them. Sacrifices is another one. But, you know, the again, that idea, you can give something up uh, for Lent. You don't necessarily have to give some actual, I mean... I don't know how much I want to get into the rule book here, quote unquote, but suffice it to say that you know, technically you don't actually have to give anything up. If you're, you know, you're uh, the Catholic Church imposes, uh, at least in the Western Rite, imposes fairly minimal obligations on you. Actually, you know, you're obliged to fast on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, and you're obliged to abstain from meat on those days, and indeed on all Fridays. If you want to take on additional penances or additional fasts or additional sacrifices during the season of Lent, that's of course, that's considered a very commendable thing to do, but it's not considered an obligatory thing to do. And equally, if you do take on these additional fasts and penances, it's not you know, you're not then obliged to adhere to them for the entirety of Lent. This is where, for example, the uh, the idea of Sundays being exempt from Lent uh, partially originates from or partially stems from. Because um, technically, actually, that's not true. Sundays are part of Lent just as much as any other day of the week. But, you know, equally... Um, because they are also, you know, considered days of celebration, feast days, if you will, then, you know, there's an argument to be made there that, yeah, all right, maybe you can relax um, a little bit. A good example of this isn't actually a Sunday per se, but, uh, you know, we just had St. Patrick's Day, um, what, I guess it would be a couple of weeks ago now, or not quite two weeks ago at the time this episode will probably go live. And in many Catholic dioceses throughout the United States, and I think maybe a few in Canada as well, there's this, there's an exemption that has been allowed. Um, so, you know, if it should happen that St. Patrick's Day falls on a Friday, um, the requirement to abstain from meat is lifted. But it's worth noting that even in those dioceses, it's lifted for the day, but it is suggested that something else be done in place of giving up meat, right? So, you know, you're basically, you're not necessarily, you know, you're not technically um, having the Lenten obligation relieved. You just sort of, you're, you're transferring it. You know, you're going to do something else because on this particular day in celebration of the Feast of the Saint, 
you're allowed to eat meat or, you know, what have you. And and where does all this go? Or where does all this come from? And how does this relate to Linguistic Dragon? Well, let's get back to uh, the Ultimate Dragon's Discord channel. Mass Effect Andromeda, of course, came out this week, or sorry, last week, I guess now, last week at the time this episode goes live. Um, And by all accounts, apart from, you know, some technical glitches, seems like it's a pretty good game. The reports I've heard from people who've been playing it on the Ultimate Dragons Discord channel, for example, have been pretty positive overall. Which is good. I mean, you know, I'm certainly looking forward to playing the game. But I haven't cracked into it yet. It's installed on my hard drive, and I've checked out the soundtrack, but I haven't cracked into it. There's not a minute of playtime on my account yet. And for very good reason. As I've mentioned before, my daughter gave up video games for Lent, and in solidarity, I decided to do the same. So I'll be enjoying it sometime after Easter. But uh, a couple of the dragons, Dark Wraith, I think, was one of them, and... I think Dark Wraith was the main one. Dark Wraith Dragon was the main one. We're on the Ultimate Dragons Discord channel and, you know, trying to uh, contrive contrive reasons for me to be able to try the game ahead of, you know, ahead of Easter. And I kind of just, you know, it it got playful and I was batting the suggestions away. Um... And Dark Wraith made a comment about exemptions, and I said, well, you know, during Lent, I allow myself two exemptions. The Feet of St. Patrick, um, because I'm at least, well, I'm a fair bit Irish by descent. Um, So that's one of them. And then the Feast of St. Joseph, who's actually the patron saint of Canada. Uh, Now, their feast days fall fairly close to each other. I think, uh, well, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. And I think the Feast of St. Joseph was on March 19th of this year. I'd have to double-check that, but they were pretty close together at any rate. But, you know what? Those were both days that came before the release of Mass Effect Andromeda, so, oh well, I'm, I'm actually really content to wait and play the game. And that's... That's a thing for me this year. That's actually a really interesting thing this year for me, because this is, I think, one of the first times where I've genuinely been able to approach my Lenten penances with an attitude primarily of joy, with an attitude of, you know, not just like this is something I have to do, but this is something I actually genuinely want to do, that I'm actually, you know, deriving a particular amount of joy from. It's actually a good thing to my mind to be able to to give these things up for a little while. You know, because then I can come back to them with, well, hopefully with, you know, sort of a renewed sense of how they fall into my life, which is to say that, you know, like, they are goods. Um, Things like entertainment in general are, you know, a good, but then equally, you know, still cognizant of the fact that they're not the focus of my life. Anyway. Um, you know, and, and I, th- at the point, I think, where I made that remark, then, you know, Linguistic Dragon chimed in. He's just like, aha, honor points. 
man, okay, I'm probably losing some humility points in talking about this. But that got me thinking, because arguably linguistic is right, you know? What did what did we discuss last week? How is honor defined in Ultima Lore? Well, it's the courage to stand up for what is true at all costs. And that got me thinking, because sometimes, actually a fair bit if I really think on it, a lot of the, if you think about the gypsy questions in Ultima, you know, Ultima 4, Ultima 6, whatever, if you think about the questions the gypsy poses to you, a lot of times, honor is presented in a way that actually winds up going against how it's defined in the game. I'll give you an example. Um, what was the one that I was looking at? I I th maybe I'll use this as the, uh, the cover art. I saved it off of Google Images at any rate. I believe it's juxtaposing sacrifice and honor. And the idea is, you know, you've been dispatched to um, collect the bounty on a particular criminal, but after meeting him, you actually believe him to be innocent. And so the question posed is, you know, what do you do? Do you sacrifice the, war the reward because, you know, for the sake of your belief that he is in fact innocent, or do you honorably carry out the contract and bring him in? But that's weird, because if honor is in fact the courage to stand up for what is true at all costs, and if it is in fact true that this man is innocent, then isn't the honorable route to do what is also the sacrificial route in that case? You know, isn't it honorable to actually have the courage to stand up for what is true, even at great personal cost, and let him go? You know, how is it actually honorable? How do you courageously stand up for truth by bringing the man back in? I mean, I guess the argument there is, you know, that you're meant to be honoring the terms of your contract. But if the contract is, you know, prefaced on a falsehood, if the contract can't be said to be made in bad faith, then what honor is there in, quote, honoring the contract, unquote? I think what's happening there is there's sort of like a confusion in terms. And this is something that we might unpack in some future episodes as well. Honor... To honor something, you know, can mean very different things. What we mean by honor can mean, you know, can be very wildly different, right? We have Ultima's definition of honor, but then we have, you know, the gypsy questions which show us an idea of honoring something in the grammatical sense, which isn't in fact honorable in the sense of how honor is defined within Ultima Lore, or even just, you know, how honor is in general understood as a virtue, or as a virtuous characteristic of the person, right? 
there's no honor in bringing an innocent man to stand trial. To, you know, there's no honor in collecting a bounty on the head of an innocent man, bringing him back to stand trial and likely be incarcerated for a crime he didn't commit. And I mean, I guess you could maybe argue, well, yeah, but if I bring him back, then I can stand up in his defense. But, you know, let, let, let's face it. I mean, we're dealing with, you know, that, that's not the that's not the impression that the question gives. So, and, and I mean, like, this is one example I just found with a very quick Google Images search, but there are others as well. I think there's one involving, you know, your, your, your lord who, um, he's like a torturer or something, right? So, you know, what do you do? Do you, out of a sense of justice, report his crimes or do you honor your pledge to your lord? Well, again, what is honor? Well, it's the courage to stand up for what is true at all costs. And if it is in fact true that your lord is a torturous monster who inflicts grievous harm on other people, well then the honorable thing to do is in fact also the just thing to do, which is to stand up and call him to account for his crimes, rather than honoring your commitment to serve him and turning a blind eye towards the injustices that he inflicts on other people. Again, it's that confusion in terms. To honor something isn't necessarily to act with honor. It's just simply to, you know, what to go along with is really what's being meant there. And there's no great honor in going along with something that is untrue or something that is unjust. And I think, you know, that, I think that's one of the things that I find very frustrating in contemplating the virtue is that, you know, how it's, you know, in terms of like what the, uh, what the paladins are and how the virtue is defined. Honor could really be like this and it really should be like this um, it should really kind of almost be a multiplier on top of the other virtues, you know? Sort of like uh, I, I kind of like, you know, what linguistic was identifying in how I was approaching Lent in video games. Yeah, it is, in fact, honorable to, you know, having taken on this voluntary penance, this voluntary sacrifice, to stick with it. Even though the church says I don't absolutely have to because it's something I've voluntarily taken on, so it's not like I'm obligated on pain of my eternal soul to stick with it. Um, You know, so yeah, what would be the harm then in well, playing Mass Effect? Well, but at the same time, you know, it's something I took on for myself and I should stick to it because that's the commitment that I made with myself, with my Lord, with my church, with my family, with my daughter. And so there's honor in that. And equally, like, I mean, you know, the, 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 the paladins, you know, and the way they... You could really argue that, you know, to enact and to live out any of the other virtues in Ultima 
necessarily means that you're acting honorably. And in fact, that's kind of how Ultima 4 does it, because you get honor points for doing a lot of the things that also accrue you other virtues. You know, really, if you are living out the virtues for, you know, out of a genuine desire to be and act virtuous, well then necessarily, you know, honor should be a part of that. Honor should kind of be the, uh, this animating principle of that. But even in Ultima, there seems, you know, we get into that issue where, you know, how it's presented in the virtue questions, how it's presented in, um, you know, bits and pieces of the game, it just, it misses the mark. It's defined one way, but it's presented often in a very different way. And I think that's a confusion we, you know, see in our culture a lot. Um, and like I say, maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode. I'm going to keep this one short. I'm going to wrap this one up because, again, as you can hear, I'm driving. And again, I'm just about home. And, you know, I need to uh, I need to be honorable in my role as a husband and, and render some assistance to my wife, you know, because she's obviously pregnant. We're expecting our fourth child. And this one's been more of a struggle for her. I mean, I was talking about this a little bit on the last Spam, Spam, Spam Humbug episode. And, you know, I'll just, I mean, I've got, <laughs> I've got some kind of harness that I'm bringing home that, you know, I mean, is hopefully going to help her with like body posture and how the baby's positioned. So I'm going to go do that. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, be virtuous. Oh.